welcome to Intention is Everything. I am Karen Frazier and with me as always is Cheryl Knight Wilson. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, how's it going today? Good. I understand you've been doing some Christmas decorating in your house. Yes, we've been decorating all day long. I'm exhausted, but here I am. I'm so excited to be here. This isn't your first Christmas in the house, is it? It's your second. It's it's our second. Yeah. Because didn't you move in in like December last year or something? November last November. year. I knew it was really close yeah. to the holidays. So. Yes. Yeah. so now you have a Christmas decoration plan in place. and We, we do. We do. It's just, it's, we're always adding to it. That's the problem. Yeah. Do you have a real <laughs> tree or do you have a, um, a manufactured tree? A manufactured tree. Unfortunately, Chad is, okay, look at, Chad claims he's allergic to real trees, which I think is just He's making it up. Let's just just, that's exactly right. He's making it up. He just doesn't want to deal with a mess. He is not allergic to to Christmas trees, but you know what? It worked because now we have a fake tree. So (laughs) we have a fake tree too, but it looks really realistic. I mean, and it's a it's a nice tree. We we paid a good amount of money for a decent tree once you Once we no longer had cats, we were worried we're going to climb it and things like that, pull it over. Right. right. So so ours is is not real either. And uh, when our kids were small, it was our tradition to Mm -hmm. go out and cut the tree, find Mm -hmm. the tree and cut the tree and, you know, bring it triumphantly home because we were tree hunters, yo. So. <laughs> wow, that's that's intense to go cut the tree and bring it oh, home. Oh yeah, and, yeah. We would go to like a, you know like the Christmas tree farms and we would cut it down. Mm-hmm. Jim wow. would swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I would have to help carry it, so I would whine. It was great. <laughs> you know, I miss having a real Christmas tree. And one of these Christmases, I'm going to get a real tree back into our house somehow. I had a real one last year, but it was okay. a real living one. And I bought it because it was my first Christmas after my dad died. Okay. And so I bought it um, and I decorated it with stained glass ornaments that he had made. <gasps> wow, and that's then, amazing. And then um, on the anniversary of his death, which was February 1st, I planted it. Oh my gosh. That I is know. So now, nice. so now I... I Say my dad's my dad's living in my backyard. So. Oh, that is so awesome, Karen. Yeah, that was <laughs> how I actually kind of how I because last year I just didn't want to have any part of the holidays. You know, it's always tough. Yeah, the first yeah. Christmas to lose someone, and that mm-hmm. really helped me to sort of sort of get back on track and and get through it. So that is a really great thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, it seems symbolic, and it seems like yeah, how would this help? But it did. Yeah. So who knew? Yeah, so hey, yeah. I'm gonna um, you know, we had we we told everybody last podcast that we had uh I'm sorry, my son's texting me. It's oh. a very merry Christmas text. He says some bitch Aww. at the grocery store just shoved me out of the way to get butter. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, poor Tanner. Oh, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Oh, that's so if you hear a little dinging, it's just, so, okay. I can turn off everything, but I cannot turn off my text messages yeah. on my computer. So if it's dinging, he's probably just complaining about the bitch at the grocery store. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. Oh, it's a jungle out there, folks. Be safe. Anyway, yeah. so on our last podcast, we said, well, we were going to have a mystery guest. 
because we mm-hmm. didn't know who it was going to be. So Cheryl, I am going to let you introduce our guest today. Ooh, cool. I get to introduce our guest. I'm so excited. This guest, you probably know her well if you are a frequent listener of the show. Her name is Karen Frazier. She sounds awesome. Welcome, Welcome to the show, Karen Frazier. Thank you. She sounds amazing. <laughs> she's I can't so amazing. hear what she's going to talk about. We're going to talk about something that I think a lot of our listeners are going to enjoy because it has to do with a metaphysical tool that can help them in their everyday lives. That's right. And um, it, ha- it can help them with intention. It can help them with around the house. It can help them. And this is something that we're going to talk about maybe with, with mental health. Maybe with physical health, maybe with all sorts of different things. And See, that I have all my books out so I can look it up as references. Are, are yes. you going to grill me? I'm grilling you today. And the topic is crystals. We're going to talk about crystals. And Karen is our guest today because Karen, if you didn't know, has written about 50,000 books on crystals. Just four. Uh, just four, four. But to me, that's 50,000. So. <laughs> so few. Let me let me just read some of the titles because I think it's important if our listeners want to go look up some of these titles. Um, I have read at least three out of the four. That's because I send them to you and ask you to yes, endorse you do. them. <laughs> yes, you do. And I will just say, yes, I'm biased, but they are fab- fabulous. Fabulous. And so, Thanks. yes, if our listeners get a chance to get a copy, I would highly recommend any and all of these books. The first title is Crystals for Beginners, The Guide to Get Started with the Healing Power of Crystals. The second title is Crystals for Healing, The Complete Reference Guide with over 200 remedies for mind, heart, and soul. The third title is The Crystal Alchemist, A Comprehensive Guide to Unlocking the Transformative Power of Gems and Stones. And then the fourth title, which is not out yet, but is set to be out on January 7th of 2020, is called An Introduction to crystal grids, daily rituals for your heart, health, and happiness. And yeah. so have I forgotten anything there? Um, no, uh, those are the only crystal books. Okay. Yeah. I have crystals in some of my other books mm-hmm. and, you know, so, but yeah, those yeah. are the only crystal books. So I'm sitting, you know, I decided to do my podcast downstairs today because Jim isn't home and the dogs were comfortable and, you know, yeah. Um, and so I am surrounded by crystals. I have a crystal grid next to me and I have hundreds of crystals in my house and I'm wearing probably at least 15. <laughs> hey, you know what? I love crystals. I love crystals. They're sitting all around my desk right now. They're throughout the house. Um, I, I just love them. They're beautiful. I love looking at them. I love picking them up and feeling their energy. Um, but I feel like I could learn a lot more about how to use crystals day to day. You know, I think that it can really help with mindset and with intention. And I think that I know how to do some of these things, but I don't always do them. So anyway, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about getting specific with crystals. Sure. Uh, so I'm just totally excited about this. But basically... You also want to mention that before we moved into this house, this is a, this is a brand new house as of a year That's ago. Right. They built it. And, and, and I asked you, Karen, for some help because I wanted to set some good intentions. for this. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you helped me a lot by advising me on how to use crystals to set the intention for this new property. 
And I felt like it was really important. And I feel like, so for instance, one of the things we did was we buried some crystals, certain specific crystals around the yard. We we put them into the foundation while they were building the house. So they're in the I foundation. Yeah. I yeah. think that's great because even when you guys are gone and somebody else is in that house, mm-hmm. there's this energy there now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We have them, you told, you helped us how to strategically place them in different corners of the house in different positions for different types of things. And so uh-huh. I think that, you know, that's just one example of how crystals can impact you, you know, day to day. And there, and that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So do you feel like it makes a difference. So in your house, do you, do you think that it would be different if you hadn't done that? I do. I feel like it makes a difference. Now, how this is going to be one of my questions is how does it make a difference? Is it, is it in the crystal? Is it coming from the crystal? Is it coming from my, my intentions because the crystals are there? Is it a mixture of things? But yes, I do feel like it makes a difference. How do you think it makes, I mean, not like how, like the mechanics of how, but what ways do you think that it makes a difference? And does Chad also think that, or does he think it's all hooey? To be honest with you, I think Chad thinks it makes more of a difference than I think it makes. Yeah, a difference. he's pretty. He can be pretty yes. sensitive to things, so that doesn't. Surprise yes, him. he's yeah. very. He'll pick up his crystals. He's a crystal person too. He has his favorites on his desk. He picks yes. them up. He feels the energy. He he says, "Look at, fill this." You know, he's into that. But I feel like it makes a difference. Not all, okay. Let's just. They're beautiful. Okay, for yeah. one. Okay, yeah. they're beautiful. And when you see a crystal, no matter how small it is. How big, it, it, it affects you in that way. And it, it, You're it telling it, me sister, <laughs> you know, you have 50,000. I don't even have Harleni, but I have, we have now a display cabinet downstairs and we've started building, putting a few big crystals in there. Oh, so, it's begun. And now what you're going to yes, do is you're going to buy more and more furniture to put crystals in. Ask me Chad, how I know. Okay. Chad is always already talking about getting a um, curio cabinet for the corner of the dining room. <laughs> Feel it, put it crystals in there. Oh yeah. It's we're gonna be oh, yes. filled with crystals. But I think that it I guess in that way that it affects your mindset, even just by seeing them physically. Yeah. Because okay, well, there's the crystal. It's beautiful, it's top of mind. It um, almost has a relaxing effect for mm-hmm. me personally. Okay. Um, and so that's one of the biggest ways that that it does affect the atmosphere. So sure. Well, that's one of the Um, things I like about crystals is that if you do nothing else other than buy a crystal you like, bring it home and stick it somewhere where you can see it, Mm -hmm. it has an effect. Yes, exactly what I'm doing. And so it's it's one of those um, tools Mm -hmm. where even if you don't believe in this stuff, just putting a crystal in your house because you think it's pretty Mm -hmm. actually affects the energy in your home. I totally, that's, I mean, that's totally how I see it because I am not currently using it. Like I don't, I don't use crystals to meditate or, or I occasionally do carry a crystal around with me, but not very often. You know, I, I, I would like to do more of that type of uh, use, yeah, just using crystals. Them in your bra. Yeah. Just take, you know, take them out with you for, you know, whatever you want, protection for, for good intention for whatever, yeah. but yeah, so I we have we have been growing our crystal collection and rock collection, and we love Good. them. So I guess my first question to you is, what are some of the main benefits of using crystals or placing them around the house, whatever? 
Well, I mean, so there are so many benefits of working with crystals. And I think I even posted something like on my author Facebook page today um, saying that, you know, I was incredibly skeptical when I first started working with crystals. I used to think that people that were super into crystals and stuff were nutbags. <laughs> and, How do you really feel? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, clearly, I don't feel that way now because I am now a nutbag. Can you hear me snoring? Yeah. Can you hear a little me? Bit. Yeah, I heard yeah, something. I didn't snoring know. is my dog. Sorry. <laughs> it's you know it's not it's, my stomach growling. You got it. You know what? If the dog snores, we're okay. It's fine. Yeah. We have to deal with yeah. it. He's snoring. He's happy and he's comfortable. <laughs> he's up against my side. And, you know, it's when we have company meetings, I'm, I swear I'm not avoiding the question. Um, when we have company meetings, <laughs> we have to do it I, because I work from home. Um, we, we do it over Zoom, like, mm-hmm. we're doing, like we record these podcasts. And I always have to keep mine on mute because Mickey snores the whole time. <laughs> Oh my God. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Oh, it's annoying. <laughs> it is cute. I mean, he's yep. just, they both have the little flat faces and flat faced dogs snore. Yeah. Um, but that's okay because Jim and I snore too. I'm sure it sounds great in our bedroom at night. <laughs> anyway, so crystals, what was your question? What are the main benefits? What of are the main benefits of crystals? Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. I'm sure. super distracted. Well, crystals can help you focus, but clearly I don't have any of those <laughs> right now. Um, so what crystals do is that they change the vibration of things. Um, and so this is going to a- answer the question you were going to ask me later that I know mm-hmm. that you were going to ask me too. So everything in the universe has its own vibration. All matter has a vibration. Um, as a matter of fact, the universe is made up of millions and zillions of vibrating strands of energy. And different things that vibrate at different, at different frequencies, um, they have different properties. So typically, earthly things, human beings, um, you know, things like that, they tend to have kind of a low to moderate vibration. We're really kind of heavy and solid and and very connected to the earth. Mm -hmm. And crystals tend to have a higher vibration. And when you take two things that are close to one another, that are, when you take two things that vibrate at different frequencies and you place them near one another, they lock into phase. It's a, a principle of physics. It's actually a principle of physics called entrainment. It was discovered in the 1600s by a guy named Christian Huygens. He took two uh, TikTok clocks, you know, the old mm-hmm. fashioned the with the mm-hmm. pendulums, yeah. and he had them on the wall near one another. And they started and they were TikToking at different rates. And what he noticed is that eventually they started TikToking at the same rate. And the only thing that he could figure is because they were close to one another. Well, this is a repeatable experiment. Um, people have done it with things like metronomes. You, you know, the old fashioned mechanical metronomes with the TikTok, TikTok that mm-hmm. I'm a musician. So I don't know. You may not even know what I'm talking about, but you can look up mechanical met- metronomes entrainment. And I've seen it with as many as a hundred metronomes where they have these TikTok pendulums and they all start at different rates and different frequencies. And they can even be at different tempos. And eventually they're all TikToking in the same way. Wow. And that's called entrainment. Okay. So when objects 
vibrating at different frequencies are placed near one another, they lock into phase. Usually one, the vibration comes down, the other, the vibration goes up and they meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so crystals have a high vibration. We bring them into our environment. We wear them. We put them on our person. It actually raises the, our vibration and the vibration of our environment. And it also lowers its own vibration. And so they meet somewhere in the middle. So what you do to um, then bring the crystals back to their original vibration is you cleanse them. Now you're at your higher vibration because you've met the crystal in the middle, right? You cleanse the crystal. It goes back to its original high vibration. I'm doing hand gestures like you can see. <laughs> and eventually, and, and so what happens is your vibration raises, the crystal vibration lowers, uh, lowers, you meet in the middle again, but now your vibration is a higher middle than it was before. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And, and so you just keep cleansing that crystal and it keeps raising your vibration. So that to me is the main, the main benefit of crystals is that it raises vibration. And the reason that vibrations matter is because things like our thoughts, our emotions and health conditions, mm-hmm. um, like the negative, dark, deep thoughts and the, the, uh, the dense health stuff like uh, tours and, you know, things like that are, are typically of a lower vibration And so bringing in something that has a higher vibration can break up the energy of that lower vibration and it can actually help to raise you to the next level so that there's not so much density and it can actually help you get out of emotional issues and spiritual issues and and crises and even physical health issues. So are crystals actual living things? I believe they are. Um, I believe that they are living beings. I believe that they have a consciousness. Um, if I had somebody had told me that back when I thought people who liked crystals were nut bags, I would have thought they were a nut bag. Um, so I do understand how that sounds, but I believe because they call to me when I go into a, um, a crystal shop or when I go someplace, I know immediately which crystal I need. And so... Okay. There's some kind of communication that's taking place there. And so I do. I believe that they're gifts from the earth, and I believe that they are energetically alive. They may not be alive in the same way that, you know, my snoring dog is um, or, or the asshole that pushed Tanner in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But, but they're still alive. But I also, you know, plants, I also believe plants have consciousness in our living beings. And I think that that most organic matter do have some form of conscious consciousness. Okay. So plant. Okay. I love it. So plants. Okay. I've seen, okay. This is a little sort of on topic, sort of my plants. I've seen, I've read about the experiments with plants. You, mm-hmm. you play music, you play really nice uplifting music for plants. Yeah. You, you say beautiful things to them. You tell them you yeah. love them. You give them all this nurturing and they flourish. And then there's in, this, in the same experiment for this other plant, they're really mean to the plant. They play really heavy, dark, yep. you know, music and the plant die, withers away and dies. Well, there's also, what was that study you sent me some time ago about? Was it the messages crystal- from water, Masaru Omoto? That's it. That's it. That was intriguing as well. Can you just yeah. talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, so, and actually, um, Plants are also very sacred to me. I live in a jungle, so along with crystals, I'm also like totally surrounded by plants right now. I have like, 
my my future daughter-in-law when she was here for Thanksgiving, she said, how many plants do you have now? I said, I don't know, like <laughs> 60 or 70. <laughs> That's a lot of plants. I know. So um, so I, I love talking about plants, but also water. Um, yeah, so Masaru mm-hmm. Emoto uh, did experiments, um, and he wrote about it in a book called Messages from Water. I think it's called Messages from Water. Um, I have it over on my bookshelf, but I'm not going to get up and go look because then Mickey won't be snoring anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, he did. he started with simple experiments. And what he did is he put water in containers, glass containers, and then he wrote different things on the container. Um, so some of them said things like, I love you. Some of them said mm-hmm. things like, I hate you. Some of them were like, you're beautiful. Some of them were like, you suck, right? So mm-hmm. that kind of thing, either very positive or very negative things. And he left it there for a period. And then he froze the water and photographed, um, like with an electron microscope kind of photograph, the water crystals. And the ones that had the positive messages were these beautiful, ordered snowflake looking like creations Mm -hmm. and the ones that had the negative messages were these muddled muddy the color I mean like brown and no crystalline structure and so I actually um do this experiment in one of my classes with my students because I uh, what I do is I get two bags of crystals um, and usually I just use like a little crystal, a clear quartz bead or something. And um, so I get an equal amount and I put them in two plastic bags. I write, um, I hate you on one. I write, I love you on the other. I put them in the bags. I fold them or I put them in, seal them in envelopes, mix up the envelopes, give the envelopes to somebody else, have them put them in the bags. Mm-hmm. Usually that's somebody else's gym because I do it at home before <laughs> I go to the class. Okay. Um, and then I let them sit there for a week. Then I take those bags to my class and I hand, I don't unseal the envelopes. And all I do is I hand them, I have them take one crystal from each bag, keep one in one hand, one in the other, so they don't mix them up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have them guess which one is the I love you crystal and which one is the I hate you crystal. Now, every single person says they can feel the difference in their hands. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not every single person gets it right sometimes they flip them but every single person says they can feel a difference and I would say about 85% of my students come up with the right answer okay interesting so it's pretty powerful powerful so, so then we we discharge the I hate you energy from the crystals because we want them to have their good energy back yes they have to be happy crystals so okay. how does this how does this how can this then this tells us a lot about negativity in life. Sure. And it tells us a lot about physiology too, especially the water one. Mm-hmm. Um, because the human body is a high percentage of water. I would say a number, but I would probably be wrong. Um, and if I Google, you'll hear me typing. So, um, But the, the human body is a very a, a lot of water. And if negativity written on a piece of paper can affect water that way, think about what happens in your body. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I just googled it real quick. I was going to say like ninety percent. That's crazy, but it's this one says up to sixty percent of the human adult body is water. So I don't know. Yeah. This is the very first result. So I don't know if that's, that's over half of you. I mean, I was yeah, I was going to guess seventy five percent. So okay. probably sixty yeah. percent is a little more accurate. 
I mean, and if you drink more, if you drink a lot of water, maybe more. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, okay. Just getting in the weeds just a little bit. So crystals are living things because why? Because they grow, they come from the earth. They're conscious. Crystals, crystals have their own type of consciousness is what I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, I call them living beings and, but I think that anything that has consciousness is okay. a living being. And I, I think that there rocks and crystals and land formations and trees. And, you know, I think that all of those things, okay. that all of that organic matter has its own type of consciousness. Um, that's basically some subset of source energy, just like we do. Ours is just more recognizable to us because we happen to be people and we walk and talk. And I mean, mm-hmm. so, but I, I believe that all things, all things made from natural materials have some sort of consciousness. Right. Trees affect me a lot. I get such a huge, like heavy vibe from trries. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Like the redwoods down in California, those things oh. are just, oh, massively okay. ancient. You can just feel them. Right. Yeah. Did you get to the Mirror Woods when you went to San Francisco? Mm-mm, we didn't. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Oh gosh. Next time you got to go to Mirror Woods because. We, yeah, we will. Oh. We did the Redwoods though. Oh, you did. Okay. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. We went through the Redwoods, which were just the energy there was incredible. Mm-hmm. And like, but when bringing it back to rocks um, at yep. Bryce Canyon and in Oak Creek Canyon on the way to uh, Sedona, like if mm-hmm. you come down to Sedona from Flagstaff, um, I went to both of those places last year in October for the first time. And um, they have these formations called hoodoos, H-O-O-D-O-O-S. Mm-hmm. And they're these big, huge, tall, thin rock structures that look like sculptures. They're incredible. And when I saw the hoodoos, I first saw them in Oak Creek Canyon because we drove through there first on our way to Sedona. And then when I saw them at Bryce Canyon, they were so moving to me that I like was crying and didn't even know it. It was kind of weird, but it just, there was such this ancient energy from these huge rock structures. And to me, there's a consciousness there. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's powerful. It is. It's powerful. Yeah. So skipping forward a little bit, how can crystals help improve both my mental health and my physical health? Well, mental health, physical health, and spiritual health are absolutely tied together. So we start there. So I believe that all, um, I call it dis-ease as opposed to disease, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what a lot of woo-woo and natural health people call um, poor health in the body, illness in the body, because it's really a lack of ease in your body versus, um, so it's because, so, okay, so all disease is... um, I believe comes from a combination of spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical low vibration. So when your energy isn't moving through you the way that it should, we're all designed so that our energy flows through us naturally, right? And it's Mm -hmm. slow. And when we're babies, usually it's flowing pretty good. But as we go through life, we sustain small and large wounds. Some of those are physical things. We fall down and bonk our heads. Um, Some of those are, you know, our other physical things like we eat foods that are bad for us um, and that 
harm our physiology and lower our vibration. Some of them are emotional things. You know, your mom tells you you're bad. Uh, people experience abuse. People are bullied. You know, I, mm-hmm. kids are mean to other kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are spiritual things. Look, I grew up in the church. And I would say that a lot of my early wounding, and I don't mean to sound um, say that in a special snowflakey way, look, we all have early woundings in our life. But a lot of mine, I believe, were sustained through the church, sustained by the church. Because even as a child, I had trouble actually believing what they were telling me. Um, and so I was labeled as not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to hide a lot of these abilities and things about myself because the church looked at them askance. So being a psychic kid in a Christian church is not an easy thing to be. Um, so for me, those are some of the things that did damage in my life. But everybody has these things. We have relationships that go wrong. We have friendships that go wrong. And we always blame ourselves. Or 90% of the time we blame ourselves. Um And so all of these basically create little pockets of low vibration that can amalgamate into places in our body. And so what happens is when we've got these little pockets of low vibration, eventually the energy doesn't flow through us the way that it should anymore. And when our energy doesn't flow through us the way that it should anymore, Mm then what happens is that our bodies and sometimes our emotional health and sometimes our spiritual health suffers as well because the energy isn't flowing. So if you have, like, think about it, like, the, I'm talking about energy in a spiritual way. I'm talking about your chakras, your auras, um, all of the spiritual energy, right? Mm-hmm. But you can think about it in purely physical terms. If uh, Think about the energy as the blood throwing, flowing through your blood vessels in your body right? So if I have blood flowing to my blood vessels in my feet and I get a blockage and the blood can't flow to my foot, what's going to happen to my foot? Um, It's going to die. Yeah. Or it's going to become very diseased. It's going to be painful. You can do the same thing with nerves. If my nerve is Mm -hmm. pinched uh, in my lower back and you know that sciatic nerve, most people Mm -hmm. our age have had sciatica at least once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what happens once that nerve is pinched off, you start to get the numbness in the foot, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing energetically. If the energy isn't flowing through us in the right way, then the areas that aren't getting the balance in energy can become diseased. And also, if we have too much energy flowing in certain areas, usually because one area is blocked so it flows stronger in another area, for instance, then that can cause imbalances too. So I believe that all disease, emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, um, all of it is energetic in nature. Mm-hmm. That was a okay. really long answer. No, no, I, I, no, that was a great answer because it, it helps explain maybe that, and I'm, and I'm not saying, you know, don't go to the doctor. Okay. But I'm no, saying we, can, we go to the doctor, please, but we can also help ourselves. You know, we don't, we, we can help ourselves with, with yeah. our intention, with our thoughts, with crystals, yeah. with whatever, but go to the doctor. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean so look, if I crash yeah. my car into a tree yes, and I'm bleeding, 
I'm going to go to the doctor. Right. I'm not going to worry about why I crashed my car into the tree yeah. at the moment. I'm not going to worry about the energetics of it. I'm going to take care of the acute medical problem. <laughs> like when I had this kidney stone, right? Ah, yes. I went to the emergency room because I was puking and in severe pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I got that under control, I was able to start addressing the energetic underlying stuff of the kidney stone. Now the kidney stone is slowly moving its way through my body. Um, I can feel that it's almost out. It's been going on for about four weeks now, which is pretty normal for me, but I also understand where it comes from. And, and, you know, even though I get all of this stuff, look, I still have stuff that I need to heal too. Um, I'm just as human as everybody else. And, um, I especially, because I'm an empath, I tend to re-damage myself because I pick up everybody else's stuff and mm. carry it with me. Um, so so I am addressing the physical issues associated with the kidney stone right now, which, by the way, it would be a second and third chakra issue. So I'm working with um, yellow stones and orange stones, and I'm looking at... Um, uh, second second chakra is basically kind of your place in society and your place in your family. Um, and then your third chakra is self-esteem and that type of thing. So can I grill you on some crystals? Uh, yeah, I may have to get my book to look it up, but no. Okay. I'll, let's try. I'll come from, let's try. And I'll come for a perspective, for, from an perspe- overall perspective. So if I want to increase my... The, the, the energy um, to help me with my health. What are the what are what what main crystals would you say somebody should work with for the for your overall health? Overall health, turquoise. Really? Okay, turquoise. Yes, turquoise is kind of the overall health stone, and then the other one that's really good is clear quartz. Okay, it's funny because I had actually I, I just said I, tur- I said turquoise like I didn't like I was surprised, but you I sounded had- shocked. I sounded shocked. I have one that I got from the crystal shop recently that was supposed to be good for health. And it's, and I, oh my gosh, see, I'm so bad. I can't remember the darn name of it, but it's, but it's blue. It's a bluish green. Is it aquamarine? Aquamarine? Yes. Is that, is that good for health? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it is then. <laughs> but I know why I, 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 if you'll let me tell you, I mean, yes. I, I would be, I, I don't want to reveal your secrets or anything, but yes. I can tell you why I think aquamarine is good for you specifically. Go for it. So aquamarine is um, a throat chakra crystal and your throat chakra is all about communication and it's about speaking your truth and hearing other people's truth. And you tend to be overly nice. You're like me that way. And so you will opt for lack of confrontation and niceness instead of speaking your truth. And therefore, you probably tend to have health issues associated with throat, jaw, shoulders, neck, ears. Okay. Neck is, is a neck over the years has been a particularly, mm-hmm. yeah, particular mm-hmm. spot for me, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, uh, but you hit the nail on the head, Karen. Like thyroid, spirit, thyroid, Karen. <laughs> I spooky, right? Yeah, spooky. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I have a I have a story to tell you about lucid dreaming, but that's another podcast. Okay, uh, remind me to tell you later. I will. Okay, please. I I thought about it the other day and then I forgot. Okay, so love. Love. So my very favorite crystal for love is rose quartz. Um, as a matter of fact, right now what I have is I have a so it's uh, so love is associated with your heart chakra, and it's all of those love emotions. It's going to be uh, forgiveness, compassion, kindness. Also, the flip side of those things. Oh, unconditional love, romantic love, and the flip side of those things as well. So the flip side of those things would be things like bitterness, envy, jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, anger, those types of things, those are all heart chakra issues. Um, and so I really like rose quartz and any green crystal works really well as well. Um, and also one of my absolute favorite love crystals is kunzite, pink kunzite. And so what I was going to say is I actually right now, so I, I have um, like a couple of those crystal water bottles and okay. I'm drinking out of my love crystal water bottle today. Let me see. I think it's it's got rose quartz and garnet and um, clear quartz in it. And when you say in it, what do you mean? So I use, um, it's called VitaJewel gem water. And it's got like a little pod that's got glass around it. And there's all these crystals in the glass. And then it's it go, it hooks onto the bottom of the water bottle and it screws into the bottom of the water bottle. Okay, so just to make it clear, you're not drinking crystal. No, 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 no. (laughs) Thank you for pointing. Yeah, no. So it it is the water. You should never, ever, ever drop crystals directly in water and drink it because some crystals are poisonous. Okay, that that. Let's just jump into that real quick. Yeah, let's just make that real clear right now. Are there any? Okay, so no consumption of crystals, correct? Don't eat them or drink them. Don't eat or drink them. Are don't there any throw other... them if you don't want to break stuff. Don't throw. What if you touch them? Is there any dangers in touching well, certain crystals? So here's the thing. I always I I like to buy poisonous crystals because I think they're so <laughs> Okay. Um. So crystals. There's not any. So crystals can have things like asbestos. Tiger's eye has asbestos, for instance. Um, oh, although, I didn't know that. You can yeah, have one here from you. Yeah, but if it's polished, it's fine. Oh, it's polished. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Um, they can have things like aluminum, um, strontium, um, and just kind of various things that aren't sulfur, things that aren't mm-hmm. super great for you. Uh, so I always recommend if you've handled crystals, you wash your hands. And if you have young children, you keep them somewhere where the kids, because kids might think they're candy and try to mm-hmm. eat them. You teach them that they only touch when mom or dad are present and that they always wash their hands. So I just recommend always washing your hands after using crystals. Um, okay. And like, I don't, I, I don't recommend putting them in water except the way I do it, which is with a glass pod, right? Mm-hmm. So that it's, it's just infusing it with the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people will throw them in a bathtub. And I will say that the only crystals that you can actually do in a bathtub safely are like the quartz-based crystals, rose quartz, quartz, citrine, um, uh, agate. Any of the crystalline quartz crystals are okay. But I wouldn't even recommend doing that because you can just make a crystal elixir by by um, putting a jar of water in a bowl of crystals, right? Okay. And then dumping the water in your bathtub. Okay. You're going to get the same vibrational benefits and you're not risking the chance of sitting on lumpy rocks, which is really not comfortable. <laughs> it doesn't sound very comfortable. No, it's not great. 
so okay, so that's, that's that's great that we cleared that up. And you mentioned citrine, so let's get back to our little discussion. Oh, okay. So let's talk about money. Yeah, because I believe I had you put citrine in the southwest corner of your home, or did I, I have, have it back left? Both. Okay. It's both. It's in both. Yeah. Okay. You you we we hedged our bets with you. Yes, we did. <laughs> and it's been working, hasn't it? Yes, it's been working really well. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> citrine, citrine is is a crystal that's really awesome for a lot of things, but one of the things that it's really great for is prosperity. Um, and a lot of people are afraid to ask about prosperity because they think it makes them sound greedy. But look, money helps us to create environments that we like and live the lives that we want to live. So there's nothing wrong with money itself, and there's nothing even wrong with desiring money. Um, and and so part of the problem that when people have prosperity problems, a lot of times the prosperity problems come from the thought either I don't deserve to be prosperous um, or the thought I have trouble with money or the, the thought asking or wanting money is bad. So I wanted that. I know that's not crystal related, but if you're doing prosperity, those are the thoughts you need to listen for and change. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you can also use citrine. Citrine is the best prosperity crystal. I recommend people who start businesses actually, if they still have cash registers, keep the, keep the Mm -hmm. crystal in their cash drawer or their cash box, or I keep a citrine in my wallet. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in your home, you can place crystals in the south, excuse me, not southwest, southeast corner of your home, the far south. So if you stand at the front door facing in with a compass, the far southeast, it's a feng shui prosperity corner. Um, the other way that you can do it is if you don't want to take compass readings in your home, um, you can place it in from the front door facing in the far back left corner of your home. And I have crystals there. I have one. It's my bedroom closet. Uh, I haven't seen it in years, but I know mm-hmm. it's in there. I put it in there years ago. And I so, like to think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. So let's talk about protection. Okay. Sure. Well, so I think that um, I think that protection is overrated. So let's start with that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have protective crystals around my house. And basically what I've done is I use um, smoky quartz. I forgot what it was called. Jeez. I use smoky quartz because what smoky quartz does is it transmutes negativity to positivity. So I actually went to, and I think I had you do this too. I actually went to, um, we have the world's biggest bead store, like 30 miles from us. It's called um, Shipwreck Beads. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I I stay away because it's dangerous. <laughs> um, so I went to shipwreck beads and I just got smoky quartz chip beads. Mm-hmm. So really inexpensive, like yep. just a whole bunch of strands of them, mm-hmm. and I actually sprinkled them all around my house and all around my property. So any energy that comes into my home or even onto my property has to cross those smoky quartz crystals. Mm -hmm. And so it transmutes any negativity into positivity. So for me, that's my favorite protective thing. I think for people who have issues like they're empathic 
or they work with a negative person or things like that, I recommend um, black tourmaline is really fabulous and hematite is really fabulous. And like I joke about this in one of my books or maybe all of them, that if you work with that really negative coworker, you tape the black tourmaline to the bottom of their chair, but don't get caught. Um, but, I love it. Yeah, but you can actually just place it like somewhere between you and them on your desk. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like make the sign of a cross and wave it around them with <laughs> foot or anything. Just, just, you don't even have to let them know it's there. Just put it there. Um, I like for personal protection, um, a hematite ring and they're best if you can get them small enough that they go on your pinky because your pinky is your boundary finger. This is where you set your boundaries. Oh, um, Okay. So I recommend, oh yeah, I take things from palmistry. I, I kind of grab it from everywhere, but mm-hmm. your pinky or your boundary finger. And so what I recommend is that you wear it on your pinky or on um, your ring figure uh, on your right hand if you're not married uh, or if you're married and you have a wedding ring. And then when it breaks, it means it's absorbed all of the negativity that it can and you need mm-hmm. to take it, just bury it, give it back to the earth because the earth knows what to do with that energy and replace it. And the same thing, if you carry black tourmaline, like in your pocket or in your bra or whatever, and it breaks, um, you want to take it out. It's absorbed as much negativity as it can. You just need to take it out, give it to the earth so that the earth can neutralize it and get a new one. Unfortunately, those two things are really inexpensive. You can get one of those rings for like a couple bucks. And black tourmaline, it doesn't have to be big. Um, It can be a pretty small one and, you know, a dollar. What about reducing stress? Oh, stress. It kind of depends on the source of your stress, right? So what I really like for, um, for stress, so two things for stress. First of all, when you're under a constant state of stress and worry, um, you have your adrenal glands constantly activated, right? And so you want something that's going to soothe your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands are associated with your third chakra. So anything yellow um, and what you want because it's overactive adrenal glands, you want a solid colored crystal like an opaque crystal as opposed to a transparent one. Um, So yellow tiger's eye works really, really well for stress. And then I really like... um, uh, chalcedony, chalcedony, it's pronounced either way, so I'll say it either way, uh, which is a light blue agate or blue lace agate because they're just really calming crystals. So I would, I would use a combination of those two for, for stress. So that would, that would go hand in hand with creating peace then? Yeah, creating okay. peace because peace is also the, the blue lace agate for sure. Are okay. you testing me? Are you like reading my book and seeing if I'm getting the answers right? I'm not. I'm actually not reading your book right now, but <laughs> I believe you. He's <laughs> also um, rose quartz. It's really a great stone for peace. Okay. Oh, that's so pretty. What about happiness? Well, so I like for happiness, I like bright kind of orangey crystals um, mm-hmm. associated with joy. And so uh Carnelian is a great one, um, or like fire opal. Oh, have you seen those things? They're so pretty. Yes. They're a little bit expensive, which is why I gave you the inexpensive one first. Um, or even Oregon sunstone is also a really nice one, or peach moonstone. Oh, wow. That sounds pretty. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, I want to ask you about Moldavite. 
Oh, I love Moldavite. Moldavite's super cool too, right? Because so yes. Moldavite comes from a meteor impact. And it's it's basically it's glass that's made as a result of a meteor impact with Earth. And Moldavite is, um, you can, it, it's a, a form of a tektite. All tektites are glass that is uh, made with the meteor impact. Mm-hmm. Moldavite is a, kind of a high vibration special one. And it comes from Moldova, which is why it's called Moldavite. And um, there's a lot of counterfeit stuff out of there. Mm-hmm. Out there, So you got to be a little bit careful. I actually carry a loop with me and I look at it under the loop because uh, if it's if it's fake, you won't see any strands in it under the loop. And if it's okay. if it's real, you see strands through it. Um, but anyway, so Moldavite is really good with kind of um, high higher contact with higher powers and higher sources. And if you believe in like um, like alien ancestry or alien seeding or things like that, um, a lot of people use it for things like contact with Arcturans and Palladians and, and things like that as well. So, so, okay. So Chad and I each have a little piece of Moldavite. Okay. From, um, I'm going to give a plug to our local stone store. It's called stones of spirit in Knoxville, Tennessee. I bet it is. I bet Chad feels it more than you. Oh my gosh. He goes insane. Okay. Chad is so in tune. Like he's really in tune, but I'll tell you from my perspective, this little teeny piece of Moldavite, has more, I can feel more energy off of this than anything else that I have. And this is teeny, you know, they're yeah. teeny because they're, they're, they're rare. Yeah. Uh, they're rare. So, um, yeah, I just it, got a big it, giant piece when I was in, oh, a, in okay. Mount Shasta a couple months you, ago. You hold this little teeny piece of Moldavite in your hand. It's just the energy and you can, it's just, it's just, this is like intense. It's challenging, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so, oh my gosh. Anyway, I love it though, but <laughs> it's yeah. so intense. It I is, and, and yeah. Moldavite tends to be that way. Um, some people, nothing, but I think some of the people who say that they feel nothing with it, it's because they got the counterfeit stuff. Could be, um, yeah, it could be. And, and, and the person at, at the, the, the store I go to is legit, so yeah. yeah. Go ask for a piece of phenakite. I bet you'll feel that too. Okay, phenakite, I don't even know if I've heard of that one. P-H-E-N-A-C-I-T-E. I call it the get high stone. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, okay, if they I'm, have I'm it in one. the store, the, the first time I encountered yeah. it, it was in this place down in Portland called the Mystery Gallery. Uh-huh. And they actually keep it under the counter. And I went walking past this spot on the counter. And all of a sudden, I was like, woo. And I was like, what do you have back there? And I was like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Was, Good one. Good one. Yeah. Um. How, how are we doing on time? I've lost track. What time is it? Uh, so we probably, it's like 5.01, but we, it took us a few minutes to. Okay. I have so many questions. How, wait, what time did we even start? I don't even know. Like quarter, uh, 10 after? I don't, I don't I know. I guess if we go along, we go along. Okay. So, okay. Have I missed anything major as far as the, you know, well, creating know. a certain you, thing? You get to, you get to decide what's major. Okay. My next question is this then. Night terrors. <laughs> this question, okay, how can you, is there a crystal out there that can help someone deal with severe night terrors? Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Sure. Um, ameth- amethyst. Amethyst okay. on the bedside table. Also, ladies, the hot flashes. Okay. 
ladies of a certain age, while I'm thinking about the bedroom with uh-huh. hot flashes, get a piece of blue gabbro and keep it under your mattress. Amazing. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You're, you're no. getting up yeah. there in age. <laughs> uh, it depends on how you look, about, look at it. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's say you're getting to be of hot flash age. Let's just put yeah, that out. Yeah. All right. All right. It's true. I am also I can't hot deny flash it. Age. All right. Yeah. So let's say I were a smoker, and I am not, but I'm just saying, let's say I, I was a smoker. Could I use crystals to help me quit smoking? Well, you can use crystals for anything. So I would say, um, you know, I would do it kind of on, on an intention. I, I would probably program a crystal with intention. Okay. So what I mean by that is I would get um, a crystal that I was drawn to. I would walk into a crystal store. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically you're going to want a crystal. First of all, so quitting smoking is a willpower thing. And then yeah. you also want to build up your heart and your lungs and your throat and stuff. All of things are damaged, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll start with that. Um, so for that, willpower is going to be like carnelian, a uh, second chakra or amber. Um, and then heart and lungs, anything green uh, would be really good, like a piece of green tourmaline or something. Um, and then you would want something for your throat too, because throat is also affected by that. So you would probably want to work with something like aquamarine for that. Mm-hmm. Um But the other thing I was going to say is if you have a habit that you're trying to break or you have something really specific, one of the things I suggest you do is that you sit in your, you go to, you drive to the crystal store, you sit in the car for a moment with your eyes closed or whatever, and you just sort of say, okay, tell me where I need to go. Walk into the crystal store and go where you're directed and pick up the crystal you're directed to pick up. And my guess is that's the one you need. You are far more intuitive than you think you are. Chad is really, Chad is really, what you just explained, Chad can just, he'll walk in and he'll just go right, like he just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it calls to him exactly, I don't know, he just can just go right there and he's like, this is it, you know. Well, you know, I get Chad, Chad, Chad and I almost always say the same thing yeah. to you at the same time, so. Yes. Yeah, you, I get you have, Chad. Your brains are twins. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know, but it's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. That doesn't happen to me a whole lot. Occasionally it does, but usually I, you know, that your intention to do it. No. Well, why don't you try that and get back to me? I will do that. Okay. I have, that's going to be an experiment. Um, before we run out of time, I would like to ask you, how does one program and cleanse a crystal? Sure. I don't even know because my recording doesn't tell me how long the, time is because we're on instead of Skype. Mm -hmm. So I honestly don't know what time you messaged me and said, Hey, are you ready to go? I could look on Facebook and see, I suppose. Um, But sure. Cleansing and um, cleanse. So first of all, cleansing crystals is really important. As a matter of fact, I recommend that the crystals that work for you, you cleanse them daily. Um, like the crystals you wear, I actually cleanse my crystals daily. Oh, you m- messaged me at 4.07. We have like 15 minutes left. Okay, we're good. Um, anyway, yes, this is all going to be in the recording. Everybody's going to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> Lucky them. Um, so anyway, and then I recommend that crystals that you just have in your environment, that you cleanse them once a week. I do mine every Sunday. Um, and then I also recommend that you cleanse crystals after 
an intense time. Like when my dad died, I cleansed my crystals a lot more frequently. Um, I, when I've been ill, I cleanse my crystals when I feel better. Uh, if Jim and I have a fight, which of course we don't do because I'm a delight. Um, <laughs> I, I, you cleanse, are a delight. I am. Um, I cleanse my crystals after that. When we come back from vacation and the dog sitter has been staying in the house, I will cleanse my crystals just because she, uh, she's a lovely person and we adore her, but just different vibration than ours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so to cleanse crystals, there's all sorts of ways you can do it. A lot of people will tell you to put it in salt water and I would recommend you not do that. Um, okay. Because salt water can etch some crystals. And if you want your crystals to stay pretty and you don't, and rather than me explaining to you which crystals it will etch and which it won't, we'll be here for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I just recommend you don't use salt water or salt. What I recommend you do is that you use sage, Palo Santo, or even incense smoke. And you just run the smoke around each of the crystals. So like in my house, because I've got a gazillion, I basically get up and I walk all around the house with my burning Palo Santo stick. And I go in every cabinet and I go on every shelf and I, um, you know, do my jewelry and I do Jim's jewelry because Jim wears crystals too. Um, which is really funny if you know Jim. He's <laughs> come a long way, baby. He has. Um, yeah, he really has. And so I do that. The other, you can also cleanse them with sound. If you have a singing bowl or tingshaws or something like that, you can cleanse them that way as well. If you practice an energy healing technique such as Reiki, you can hold them in your hands and cleanse them that way. Or you can set them all out in the moonlight um, overnight or in the sunlight during the day. But if you have as many crystals as I do, that becomes rather yeah. impractical because, you know, I would be taking wheelbarrows of <laughs> crystals out in my backyard. I've charged them by moonlight a few times. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. But I don't, I don't cleanse them as much as I should. You probably should, because remember what I explained when we first started talking about the vibration um, meeting in the middle. And so you need to bring that vibration back up. I'm using my hand gestures again. Yes, dogs, this is what you do. (laughs) But you need to bring that vibration back up so that you can raise your vibration again. And so you want to restore it to um, its normal. And then for charging a crystal, there's uh, basically what I do is I just recommend holding it in in your um, right hand, which is your giving hand. Okay. Okay. Or if you're right-handed, it's your right hand. If you're left-handed, it's your left hand. So hold it in your dominant hand, close your eyes and just state whatever your intention is and visualize that intention running down your arm, out your hand and into the crystal. Um, and you can also use, uh, you can also charge a crystal. Like if you do something and you just feel blissed out afterwards, like yoga mm-hmm. or, you know, the runner's high or whatever it is, you can also program that. Like when you're feeling really good, right? You can program that into a crystal. Just hold a crystal in your hand, whichever one you want. I usually use clear quartz for things like this. Um, but just hold that crystal in your hand while you're still feeling good and let that feeling flow into the crystal. And then when you and then carry that crystal with you. And when you want to feel it again, just pick that crystal up and hold it in your left hand, which is your receiving hand, if you're right-handed or your right hand, if you're left-handed, and allow that feeling to flow back into you. Is there any kind of mantra that you should you should use when you're programming charging crystals? You can. I mean, so you can use an affirmation. 
Okay. If you want, um, you can use a, like a Tibetan mantra, Om Mani Padme Hum or Om Shanti 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 or anything like that. If you want, whatever's meaningful to you. Okay. Um, so when we're talking about intention, mm-hmm. the best way to use a crystal to set your intention, can you describe that process? Um, well, it's, it's what I just said with programming. So if you have an intention, what, what I would do, whatever that intention is, is you create a, an affirm, affirmative statement of what that intention is. And also, if you're a good visualizer, you can visualize yourself while you're holding the crystal in your receiving or in your giving hand, right? Mm-hmm. You can just visualize it as, um, there's Tanner again, but now he's being happy because he's thanking you because they opened the Christmas present I sent them instead of waiting <laughs> Kids. Um, anyway, so you visualize visualize as if you've already received it. Okay, so right. What, so whatever your intention is. Um, so give me an intention. Um, okay, let's say that I want to um, have a more positive outlook than you know than I've been having. Okay, so um, I would create an affirmation as a positive statement. Um, I am. I am joyful, happy, and positive in all things or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then um, hold the crystal in your hand as you repeat that affirmation. And you can also visualize, get in a space. What would it look like if I was more positive all the time? How would my life be? How would I feel? And actually try to get into that emotional space of how your life would be as if you'd already achieved it. Mm -hmm. And once you're in that space where you feel that, just allow that feeling to flow down your arm and into the crystal. That's awesome. I love that. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's so, and and you know what I, it's, it's like, if you're positive, you, you attract the positive. If you're negative, you attract the negative. And it's so easy when you sit here and you talk about it, but in the moment, it's so hard. (laughs) There's definitely a, um, you know, like we talked about with Tristan a few weeks ago, he was on the podcast. We get caught in the, so life happens. Right. And look, I am like, Tigger, right? So I'm super excited about things most of the time, and I tend to be really positive in things. Um, just and but that's something that I've had to cultivate, and that's come from years of monitoring the way that I think, and when I catch or and the way that I feel. And when I feel bad, I know that I'm thinking thoughts that are harming me. Mm-hmm. And when I feel good, I know that I'm thinking thoughts that are positive. Yes. And so it comes from years and years for me of really monitoring that. And even then, sometimes I get caught up in negative spirals. You know, look, last year was probably one of the worst years of my life after my dad died. And, you know, Jim and I were having some issues and there are some other things going on. And and um, so so it's easy when life gets in the way to get out of that positive mindset. But the fastest way out of a negative experience is through changing how you think about it. Mm-hmm. But I understand it's hard. Yep. Yeah. So, okay, I've got one more question for you. Sure. If you had to choose the top five crystals that someone who's new to this, who wants to start working with crystals, that they should choose starting off, what would those be? Um, well, can we go with seven? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, because what I would do is I would I would do one for each chakra. 
So your chakras are your energy centers that run up roughly along the middle of your body. They connect your physical self to your etheric self. By that, I mean your body to your soul and spirit. Um, and we all have them. And when these chakras become blocked or overactive or imbalanced, that's when we start to uh, have the disease, right? Mm-hmm. So I would recommend one for each chakra. Your, for your root chakra, I would go with either a garnet or a black tourmaline. Um, both are really plentiful and easy to find. Uh, your sacral chakra, I would recommend carnelian. It's a quartz derivative. So it's, um, and it's, it's kind of that opaque orange color. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a form of agate actually. Uh, for your third chakra, I would recommend citrine. I just think citrine is one of the most powerful, best crystals you can get for your heart chakra. I would go with your ro- with rose quartz. For your throat chakra, I would go with blue lace agate um, or chalcedony. Um, for your third eye chakra, amethyst. And for your crown chakra, clear quartz. Those are all okay. plentiful, affordable, easy to find. Yeah. Awesome. I think I have all of those right here on my desk. There you go. You've had can, some good, you've had a good advisor yeah. over the years. I yes, can... I have. Thank you. <laughs> Although I don't have the carmeline. Car, Wait, how do you say carnelian. that? Carnelian. Carnelian. Excuse me. I don't have that one. Hmm. It's pretty plentiful and easy to find. And it's okay. really pretty. It ranges from kind of a light orange to this really deep, vibrant kind of red orange. Yeah. I gotta, I've got to get that one. Okay. Yeah, and it's really affordable. It's a, it's an agate. So yeah. So, what else do you think before we wrap this up? Do you think our listeners should know about crystals that we haven't already talked about? You know what I would say is just try them. I was a huge skeptic. I um, didn't believe in any of this crap, and uh, <laughs> when I was a, I know. <laughs> I'm going to be, I I mean, I'm honest about it because Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of people where I am and look, I don't think I'm ever going to change anybody's mind, but I do know that my mind was changed. And the reason that my mind was changed was that when I had been going through a really, really serious health issue, when I was about 30, um, Tanner was, yeah, I was a little older. It's like about 32 because Tanner was, Tanner was walking and talking. So Mm -hmm. um, I had had this persistent throat problem, a sore throat for over maybe like three months mm-hmm. and it wasn't going away. It was very severe. Um, and so I actually looked up a doctor and I thought that what she did was like, basically what I did is I looked up a medical doctor who also did um, herbal medicine mm-hmm. because I was going to try and sort of job the system and try to get my insurance to pay for herbal medicine. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what I didn't realize is that she was also a Reiki master and a crystal healing practitioner. So when I went to her, I was expecting her to give me some herbs that I was then going to be able to have my insurance pay for. Mm-hmm. And instead she laid me down on a table and she put a blue crystal on my throat and she did some stuff like putting her hands on me. I had no idea what she was doing. And I kept saying, well, how is this going to do anything for my throat? And she said, you just need to lay there and allow this to happen. And I thought, well, this is absolute crap. (laughs) And so I laid there and I had Tanner with me, by the way, he was sitting playing in the corner. He was a very good kid. He was so Mm -hmm. easy. He just sat quietly entertained himself. Um, So anyway, and all of a sudden I felt something and I can't even tell you what it was, but it was like this bursting inside of me and I burst into tears and I was embarrassed. Because I, th- I mean, I hate crying in front of people. I do it all the time. 
<laughs> but I hated it. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, and I was not just, it wasn't just a little bit of a cry. It was the ugly cry. Okay. And I had no idea what had happened. And I ugly cried for three freaking days. Wow. On the way home, mommy, why are you crying? I don't know. Oh. When I um, got done ugly crying, Mm -hmm. my sore throat was gone. And I tried everything. So, so your, your vibrational energy in that area was raised. It was, well, it was blocked and whatever she did. uh, Blocked it. The crystal unblocked it and all of that energy went. And, and I mean, Uh, I know what it was. I, I know with me, I was in a pretty bad marriage at the time. I was still with Tanner's dad and, um, he was a, a, a narcissist, a malignant narcissist. And, um, and I was staying together for the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that that was a big part of whatever had created, because I wasn't speaking my truth to the guy. I was just sort of swallowing everything. Mm-hmm. And as I swallowed everything, it just got stuck in my throat. I mean, this is, I, I didn't know this at the time. I figured this all out years later. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it had just gotten stuck in my throat and this experience uh, loosened up that dam. Mm-hmm. And I left him within a few months and have never looked back. Wow. So after that experience, you had a different outlook. I no longer thought it was crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's some powerful stuff there, Karen. That is some powerful stuff. Well, we could go on and on. I could we tell could. you stories for hours. There are things with Jim that are just incredible, but we, we're, <laughs> we don't have time. I don't um, have time for that, but you know, we could do a part two. We can, well, yeah, whenever we, whenever we don't feel like scheduling a guest, yeah. because, you know, it's the holidays or something, yeah. we definitely yeah. can. So I did, I have a couple people hopefully lined up for, so this is going to be the 15th podcast, right? Yes, it is. Okay. So this is coming out December 15th. And then I think for our next one, um, which is going to be January 1st, um, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to talk to Sally Painter. Um, she is one of my coworkers at Love to Know, and she is a psychic medium, but she also is a feng shui expert, mm. and she's uh, writing a book about auras. Cool. Oh, my gosh. I have so many questions about auras. Right? And I told yes. her, I said I, I said, I have a hunch we'll probably wind up in the aura direction. So yes. hopefully that's who we have on next week, but don't, or uh, on the next podcast, but don't hold my feet to the fire on it. We may have to, I don't know, I may have to interview Cheryl. We'll see. It's hard to get to the holidays. <laughs> well, it's going to be a short podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. You have, <laughs> you have so much knowledge in oh. inside of you. Yes, uh-huh. yes, I sure I do. Hey, we could talk about lucid dreaming, although that's that's not really, you know. We could talk about lucid dreaming. We could, dream. we could talk about how to set your intention to lucid dream. See, we need to See? get a hold of Daryl E. Berry for that. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Because he know. is the king of the lucid dream. Yeah, I don't know if we could convince him, but, you know, maybe. Maybe. Every once in a while I hear from him, so maybe. Yes. All right. Let's try well, it. Let's no try it. Speculative. So, Cheryl. Yes. yes. I'm going to ask you what I ask our guests. What All is right. one intentional practice that you do? 
quite often what I do is I'll, I'll visualize a white light in my head and I'll put into it love, peace, health, you know, good health, protection, anything good that you can think of. I try and put into that. And then um, I send it out to my family and friends and then to the whole world and then to everything. Right. And yeah. so my intention is to bring peace first and foremost and happiness to, to, to everything and everyone and then health and protection and all the other stuff. So that's maybe not exactly what you're looking for. Cause I think you mean like day to day, what can I like, you know, I intend to be more positive today. Is that what you're asking oh, me? No, what I, I, do? So okay. it's, I I'm just asking ways that you do in, bring intention into your life, just like we ask everybody else. And that is the biggest thing that I, I can tell you. I do repeatedly a lot. That, that one thing oh, I do yeah, that. I like that a lot. But now I got I got to ask you though, what's the, what's one thing that, that you do that makes the biggest difference for you as far as intention? Um, visualize. I think every night okay. before I go to sleep, I actually take the time to actually visualize what, so I go screen free after 8 PM, which mm. drives my friends nuts because mm-hmm. they think I go to bed at eight, but I go yes. screen free at eight. It's different. They're like, you go to bed so early. Well, no, <laughs> I go screen free at eight because going screen free helps you sleep better. Um, yes. Because backlit things like computers and TVs actually can interrupt your sleep cycle. It's called oh, blue light, right? Uh, it, blue it, light. Backlit. I don't know. It's back. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, one of the things I do in the evening is that I, I actually visualize. Um, and I visualize like I was talking about. Um, I have goals. I have things that I want to do and places where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I visualize as if I've already achieved those things. And I allow myself to get into this really beautiful space where I feel really happy about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I in my mind, I'm living that life. And then when I do, I create this little gesture and it can be any gesture, usually not the middle finger. Usually what I do is <laughs> I, I tap, I make the okay sign on my left hand, like my um, ring finger and the tip of my, or the tip of my forefinger and the tip of my thumb and bring them together to make the okay sign. Mm-hmm. And when I create that gesture, it's actually a neuro-linguistic programming technique called anchoring and it anchors that feeling in me as if I already have it and then when I catch myself feeling bad or thinking those negative thoughts that creep in I recreate that gesture and that wow back I love it very simple very powerful right oh okay thank you for sharing that sure you bet thanks for thanks for letting me be your guest I am you know I clearly have a lot to say (laughs) you do you do and I love it that you are an expert in crystals because you know I always bug you about (laughs) crystal stuff well and everything out dream stuff everything I bug you about everything okay let's just be honest Uh, you know I don't consider it bugging (laughs) okay thank you (laughs) I'm always happy to hear from my friends (laughs) so um this is the last time we're going to talk before Christmas. So I hope everybody has a good holiday. Um, Look, here's the biggest thing I would recommend. Take time out to engage in intentional practices for you. Don't get so caught up in everything else with the holidays that you don't do things to nurture yourself and bring yourself joy because it's, you know, you need to sustain yourself so that you can sustain other people. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Well, happy holidays. 
Happy holidays. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully next week we'll have you, Sally. But if not, we'll have her soon because she's already agreed to come on the show. I just haven't scheduled her yet. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks, Karen. Have a good one. Okay, bye.